I wanted to go through the annuity word because I am of the belief that no single investment or no single product where you can put your money is ever always good or always bad. If you ever think something is always good, no matter what, you got a problem. If you think something's always bad, no matter what, you got a problem. There are situations in different people's lives that everything can fit depending upon on where it goes. Does this sound like you when you hear the word annuities? If so, look, we get it. For years now, they've been dissed, maligned, and flat out misunderstood, which is why in this episode, we're setting the record straight. Sure, when it comes to annuities, there are some very real downsides. But in addition to outlining lows, you'll also learn why it's not a black and white situation. In other words, as you heard Josh say just a few seconds ago, no single investment or no single product where you can put your money is ever always good or always bad. This episode will help anyone who has shut the door on annuities to reconsider them as an investment option. One featuring growth as well as safety. Ooh, and uh, a trigger warning. If you're partial to water chestnuts or have ever worked in a fast food drive-thru, the views expressed by your co-hosts may be upsetting, but it's all in good fun. This is the Retirement Equals Freedom Podcast. Your host, Josh Brettle, is the owner of FSR Wealth Strategies. And for the last 20 plus years, Josh has been helping fine folks like you gain the confidence to make retirement the best part of your life. And me, who am I? Thanks for asking. I'm Dave, Josh's longtime friend, co-host of the show, and big fan of ordering Shkodagwadibis. You'll learn more about that later. But for now, that me, that you, that me, and my introduction so you can enjoy the show. Just got to put on my chapstick. You can't record a podcast with chap lips. You know, it's summertime, and I feel like chap lips aren't a thing of summer, but I've had some really chap lips recently. Yeah, you've been doing a lot of smooching. Yeah, all that smooching. (laughs) (laughs) If that's the way this is going to start, that's what it is. It is what it is. Big news in our house. Yeah. Zach Mm -hmm. got new glasses. Zach is tiny uh, since birth. He has barely been on the growth chart. On <laughs> height and weight, he's been like less than one percentile his whole life. He just needed glasses at a young age. And his face is so tiny, there was one pair that fit him. And we went, we, at that point, we went to Walmart to get his glasses. Someone recommended that because they said kids can't, like they break them all the time, they lose them. So get a cheap pair of glasses. And we, we went to Walmart. The Walmart guy was great. Like he fit Zach really well. Zach never broke his glasses, never lost them. The kid is amazing the way he takes care of glasses. About a year and a half later, his prescription got updated a little bit. We go back to the the Walmart again. He, his face has not grown enough to get any other pairs of glasses. Oh, no, same pair. Same pair. <laughs> so the kid since kindergarten years had the exact same pair of glasses. Um, different lens. Same different frame. lens. We're now going into fourth grade and like. It's it. Now, 
He has an orange and blue lens. So it's like this orange frame that's got a little bit of blue on the inside. He looks cute. It's adorable. This tiny little face, these little glasses on there. He is going to a different eye doctor and he's grown a little bit and they recommended a new pair of glasses. We're like, oh, dude, you deserve this. Like we went and we got them from the eye doctor Mm -hmm. and they had a lot more choices to make. But of course, Zach had to pick an orange lens or an orange frame. I'm sorry. But it's bigger now. It's like a bigger, rounder orange frame. It's kind of one of those things that I saw him this morning in his glasses for the first time. I worked last night. He's had the same thing for so long that you almost didn't recognize him this morning in his new glasses. Oh, so, man. Does he just not like change or do he just doesn't love the frames? Um, he likes to try new things, but he doesn't like to change things that he likes. Ooh. Does that make sense? Yeah. We have deep. A, yeah, we have what we call vacation, Zach. Um, okay. vacation Zach is the happiest version and best version of Zach. Like we take him on vacation and he is thrives on vacation, trying new things, doing new things like that. So does he bring the platypus with him? He does. <laughs> the, the platypus. Yeah. Sean, I'm glad you remember that. Yeah. Sean, the platypus. Yeah. Oh God. Is that funny? Good old Sean. How are you? I don't know, Josh. I'm feeling a little gloomy today. Is there a reason why you're feeling gloomy? For those that listened to episode 39, you asked the question, what I'm looking forward to this summer. Mm, I was worried about this. Yeah. And I answered the Chicago Dogs game for my Mm -hmm. birthday. My birthday was June 4th. The day before and the day of, I was down and out. Yeah. Felt like poop. So we rescheduled to last night, Tuesday, June 13th. And they got rained out. So <laughs> Dave Summer, I'm not going to say it's officially ruined, but it's kind of off to a Dave, I'll take you to a dog's game. You and I, let's go. Yeah? Yeah. We don't need kids or spouses or anything. We'll just yeah. go watch the dogs. Should we record video of ourselves enjoying cocktails and hot dogs at the dog's game? Oh, that sounds like a great idea. Okay. We can start a new segment on the show. If you guys could see the smile on his face occur again. Yeah. So Did that just make your day see me smile? It did. Mm. It did. You know, your dad's been in town mm-hmm. for last week, and you're taking him to the airport this afternoon. I'm sure that has you down, too. It does have me down. And uh, did I tell you he officially requested to refer to him as something different now? Are we only allowed to call him Big Mike? Yeah, he liked to now be called Cowboy Mike from Colorado now. Yeah. Why Cowboy Mike? You know how us Americans, we watch a few episodes of Yellowstone and start drinking <laughs> a little bit of bourbon, and we think we're cowboys. So that's what I can- Again, he, he again this is the, this is the call. This is if we were a sports talk show, he wants his own name associated with him. Absolutely, and he did. To be fair, he showed up from O'Hare. Carla picked him up when he came in, wearing like a full blown cowboy hat with like you know like a a cow skull on the front. I'm like, wow, you. He lives in Denver. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's in the Wild West. He's in Denver. I mean, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? We all have our personas. That's it. <laughs> cowboy Mike. So, oh man, yeah. But you know what? There are three things in life that cheer me up. Pizza, family, retirement equals freedom podcast recording. Okay. So, Josh, if I remember correctly, you have a nice little glow going on here, a nice little tan. Um, I haven't seen anything below the shirt, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I believe you were just in uh, the lovely city of San Francisco. It was, and that has nothing to do with the tan. The tan is oh. all from when I've been back, but uh, oh, why? Coaching, been... coaching soccer games. And golfing. I didn't golf. Oh, I thought you golfed. Maybe no. I golfed once. Oh, oh, I did golf once. Mm. Yeah. I mini golfed. 
Oh yeah, yeah. You got a tan from that. It was actually the night that was like it was like fifty nine degrees, and everyone's bundled up, and I'm wearing oh. shorts and a t shirt. <laughs> that is your weather. Oh yeah. First week out of school, uh, we took the kids out to San Francisco. I think I mentioned this in our last podcast. It was our very first vacation as a family that didn't revolve around a beach or a theme park. The kids loved it. They were they were rock stars. They love San Francisco. I don't know if you've been done. If you've been out there to visit Alcatraz. Yes, we did a tour. I was probably our kids' age. Okay. Well, it's one of those tours. You take a boat ride out to the the rock, the off of the shores of, of uh, San Francisco, and you walk up to the to the jail, and they give you this audio tour to wear around your head. And I was a little worried at how the kids would do. They rocked it. Mm. Like they just loved it. They didn't want to leave. They were listening to all the stories, but it made me so excited. It's like, oh, this opens up a whole new world of vacation possibilities and. They were rock stars. They went on a three-hour hike with us up in the Redwood Forest. Um, we walked, I mean, they walked through Chinatown and loved trying, like, they got to try some new food, and they were really, really cool. But Vacation Zach came out, and <laughs> we laughed because if we try to take his picture, if, if we're here, we're like, Zach, smile for a picture. Like, no smile, like, just as goofy. Out there, he doesn't stop smiling. You're like, Zach, let me take your picture. He's like, yee, like the best <laughs> smile ever. So yeah. Missy and I will look at our memories of our phones. We'll be like, oh, that must be on vacation because Zach's smiling. It was a great vacation. I know you missed me while I was gone. I, I think I mentioned it last time on the show that that was the longest you and I have been apart in like a year. I know. So, you know, it's unfortunate we're starting to do video because people can see that I am. <clears throat> oh, I think I'm at my nine week mark since a haircut. It is absolutely all over my ears and my neck and it's so uncomfortable like all i do is i think about i'm so self-conscious about it it is getting bigger like huge like you can put product in there and it really it really goes i know i think tomorrow at one o'clock i think i'm gonna book an appointment and then show up to the workshop with a new do uh you know josh in in our past i've had some run-ins with annuities you have you've run into them yeah run into yeah I don't know. It just sounded like something that kind of sounds like authority. And so I'm like, okay, let's start off with that bad joke. Well, this is a topic that we've been wanting to do for a while. And I've avoided it, not because I'm afraid of it, but because I don't think any one product or any one vehicle should get its own platform that's out there. Let me back that up and why I say that. Yeah, back that thing up, would you? Retirement planning itself is a process. We've spent a lot of time talking about the process and how to think about it and the underlying, you know, what you should do. And we've never, ever mentioned a product or a vehicle on this show. Yeah, you're right. We never have. And no. I never wanted it to be that way because people that just mention product – and if you go to one of these workshops and they just talk about how the wonders of this product, they're salespeople. It gives our whole industry a bad name. And I never wanted to talk about that. But this is one of those vehicles that whenever I do recommend something, and by the time I am working with a client making a recommendation, we have a great report. We've usually had three to five meetings, and I know them really well. And there's a trust that's been built up. And when I make a recommendation to them, they almost never even think about it. They're just kind of like, yep, if that's what you think, that's what we're going to do. And that's what I like. Now, this is one of those weird vehicles that people have heard about or they've read about or 
It's something that triggers this, not in everybody, but in some people, this response that is unnatural. I wanted to go through the annuity word because I am of the belief that no single investment or no single product where you can put your money is ever always good or always bad. If you ever think something is always good no matter what, you got a problem. If you think something's always bad no matter what, you got a problem. There are situations in different people's lives that everything can fit depending upon on where it goes. You mentioned annuities. It's like how I used to think about blue cheese and peas and um, water chestnuts. Like the idea of it's like, ugh. But well, now food I is love- different. Water chestnuts are just inherently bad. Whoever puts yeah. water chestnuts. Right. Uh, those are just, those are still bad. But like blue cheese, delicious. Yeah. But I mean, uh, blue cheese and annuities, there's a there's a correlation there. <laughs> Are we getting a peek into your DR2 right yeah. here? No, 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 no. Oh, thank you for telling me you're trying to peek again. Let me flip that back over. <laughs> but I wanted to talk today a little bit about why we don't use annuities in different situations. Now, just to set this up, uh, we are planning a two-part series on this, right? We are. Okay. Yes. Today we're going to talk about like all the things that people see online that say, hey, why this is bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to defend it. Like for some people, annuities serve zero purpose in their portfolio. But there are some people that annuities can add a lot of value to it. So it really has to go with the whole process and your situation and things along those lines. So today I want to talk about some of the bads parts to it, but also kind of reframe a little bit for people who who should be thinking about it a little bit differently. Let's dig in, baby. All right. The first one is now. Wait. First, you're listing the reasons people typically hate annuities. Or yeah, not, oh, like they okay. hate them, and they should hate them for these reasons. Okay. But there's also reasons you should you should like them. Got it. So the first one is is a lack of liquidity. So liquidity means how fast you can get access to your money. Now annuities do provide a lot of benefits. There are benefits that people would love to have. You know, there can be downside protection. There can be some guaranteed interest rates. There can be some income guarantees. There's things that people want. And in order for the insurance company to offer these, what they look for is they look for the ability to hold on to your money for a longer period of time. So liquidity comes into play. The shortest term might be like a three-year liquidity, and you're not going to get as many bells and whistles as you will with something that has a 10. I mean, the longest term I've seen is 16 years. 16 years seems ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Who wants to tie their money up for 16 years? And when I say it like that, that does sound pretty awful. But when you think about it as part of a process, if you're looking for some of these benefits that come into play and you have enough other money in other areas doing other things, for a lot of people, the liquidity may not matter. I do admit you have to take the liquidity under advisement advisement, and you have to think about it. But <laughs> like your hand signals there. Mm-hmm. But just because it's illiquid doesn't make it necessarily bad. There's a lot of other illiquid assets out there. Is that a word, illiquid? Yeah, it is. Is it really? Lack of liquidity, illiquid. Wow. So I said advisement. You said illiquid. You know what I'm starting to sense here? And I'm totally interrupting you. You ever watch Pee Wee's Playhouse back in the day? Oh, yeah. It was a word of the day. Word of the day. We're going to all go crazy. We're going to implement (laughs) that. (laughs) (laughs) So liquidity is an issue. I'm not saying it's not an issue, but it's not something you can't overcome. The next one, and I see this scares a lot of people away, is complexity. 
-hmm. We talked about on the last episode, everyone's looking for simplicity. Everyone wants it to be simple and easy to understand. There's a lot that can be very complex inside some of these annuity contracts. If you don't understand it and how it applies to your situation, I agree, you should not do it. But that complexity can also add benefits to it. Ask as many questions as you can, understand it as best as you can. And if it's too complex for you, no, don't do it. But if it's simple enough to be able to be used into your situation and you know how it's going to apply for your your personal process, just because something's complex doesn't mean it shouldn't be applied to your situation. Just like I am a complex individual, but you understand me. I do. It's really scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on, my friend. Still, like an annuity. I understand it. Still scary, Still too. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> this one gets a bad rap quite a bit. And this has to do, it says high fees. Now, when we say high fees, it's specifically talking about one type of annuity. Ain't nobody got cash for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we haven't used that drop. No, I've heard the word yeah. fee. Why not so drop that down here? There's a type of annuity out there called a variable annuity. We're going to talk more about that in the next episode. And these were developed, I believe, in the 80s sometime. They were built around a mutual fund. A mutual fund has its own fees. Variable annuity adds fees on top of that. There may not be a reason for it. So some people were sold these annuities, which were nothing more than the same mutual funds you could have gotten outside the annuity with higher fees in it. That's where that gets the bad rap. And in fact, if anywhere gets the bad rap that's really necessary, that is it, hands down. Fees. Yeah. But there's other types of annuities that have no additional fees. The fixed annuities that you see that we'll talk about next time, they're no real, really different than a CD with an insurance company. So CDs are through banks. Annuities are through insurance companies. You know, CDs, for most people, have no fees built into them. Those same annuities have no fees built into them. So we want to think about that in the same way. Now, but fees is something you want to take into consideration, and they don't all have super high fees, but some of them do. And you, you want to, it's a decision-making process that has to go into it and how it fits into your situation. Make sense? Yeah, Josh, of course it does. <laughs> I mean, you're an <laughs> expert at this stuff. <laughs> there are some misleading sales practices that go into it too. Some of these annuities do pay a high upfront commission to the person who sells it. They will sell it at all cost. They don't care about the person they're selling it to. They just want that money that comes in the door. Wow. They don't care about how it fits into your situation. I have seen numerous, numerous people that have come into my office. They've sat with somebody else they put them in an annuity that has zero purpose for what they're trying to achieve. And we have to fix it in some way, shape, or form. So again, I don't necessarily think annuities are bad, but they have to be used for your specific situation. People get mad at there's high commissions. Well, they're not high necessarily. In fact, if, if I were to use an annuity for one of my clients, we actually get paid less over the long term on an annuity than we do when we manage their assets. Mm-hmm. So But there is payment as that comes into play. But what you want to do is you want to make sure that the person that you are recommending, that's recommending it to you, does not push it above everything else just because of that. Red flag. Red flag, hands down. I always tell our clients, look, I think this fits best in your situation, but if you hate it, we have other options that we can go to. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter to me one way or the other. 
I'm only going to recommend what I think is absolutely best in your situation. Fiduciary. Yeah, it's a huge deal. So they better understand exactly what you're you're getting into. The last one that I want to bring up and reasons that people really dislike them, this isn't brought up, but it probably should be, is it does reduce some of your tax options that are out there. Hashtag tax nerd. But people don't think about taxes with annuities. And with annuities, what we have to worry about is how that money is going to come out when you start taking the money out. There's two things I want to think about here. First off, we've talked a lot about Roth conversions. Sometimes annuities will make it harder to do Roth conversions if you use them inside of an IRA. It's not impossible. Uh, You have to structure them a little bit differently. But you want to make sure that whoever you're working with knows how to do that, how to structure those. The second is how annuities are taxed when they're not in an IRA. We had an episode all on the non-qualified accounts. And those are capital gains. Those are you know, capital gains and interest and dividends. Well, qualified dividends and capital gains actually have a lower tax rate than annuity distributions, IRA distributions, things along those lines for most people. So what we worry about is people who shove a bunch of money into their non-qualified annuity, when they go to take that money out, there could be a tax hit that they weren't aware of, they weren't planning on. Not saying don't do it. It has to be taken into consideration, though, as you're doing that. Make sure you take those taxes into understanding and how they get distributed. And actually, different annuities will have different taxation of how the money comes out. That is something that it's not talked about too often, but it's something that you should be looking at if you're looking at purchasing an annuity. Make sense? Total. Now, Aaron wrote in the notes here, something down the bottom. If someone is looking for a spot to put their money, there's three main areas that they look for. Uh, They're looking for liquidity, they're looking for growth, and they're looking for safety. And I always say for most people, any real spot you can stick your money, we can almost always get you two out of the three. You know, we can get you liquidity and growth. We can get you safety. We can, you know, it depends on different things that you're looking for for the purpose of that money. So this goes back to understanding exactly what that money is going to be used for. And then is an annuity a good fit? Is it not a good fit? That is totally going to be dependent upon your specific situation. Mm. That word has tripped you up in the past. So you specific. Yeah. You see I slowed down you on that. Made a concerted effort. Another good word. Concerted to We are full of big words today. I mean, I'm not gonna say that we're like reading thesauruses before we record, but we are recording reading. Yeah, we're super smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that whole thing should stay in. I no, think that was fantastic. <laughs> but I hope you understood a little bit about where people are coming from and they have a valid point, but don't stop there. You mm-hmm. have to understand how it fits for your specific situation. And next week, we're going to talk about the different types and when we do use them, why we use them and why we should think about it. So again, nothing's inherently good or inherently bad at all times, but it, it matters how it applies to your situation. How was that? For us, that was, that was short and sweet. I'm a little worried about your dr 2 You shouldn't be. Okay. You should not. You should never be worried about my DR2R. I won't, I won't get too worried. It's yet. always very on point. I didn't see you for a while while you were in San Francisco, so I'm starting to kind of forget some some things about you. So I think it's a good time for. Yeah. What? Bird. What? Okay. 
Hey, Mr. Josh, let's, let's take, take a, a break. break. You've been talking for so long and my ears are sore. Let's not make them snore. Listening shouldn't be a chore. So let's get to know Josh and David. Watch a rating soar. Chickadee! Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm officially running out of bird sounds. That's a repeat. Yeah, it is. That's unacceptable. I'm sorry. There's only so many bird sounds I got in me. All right. I'm going to get you a bird sound book. All right. Great. Yeah. I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to download a bird song to our machine here, whatever this thing is, and uh, we'll play it every now and then. I'm good with that. All right. Good. Cool. Good. All right. What you got for me, Josh? All right. So this question comes from an idea I had yesterday with Brian in our office. Okay. He was saying Southwest just put all their flights on sale for 40% off if you travel after April 5th or August 15th or something. Mm -hmm. His wife called him and said, hey, would you like to go visit your friend in Arizona for a weekend? Flights are really cheap right now. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. That's really nice of his wife to do that. And then I got to thinking, Dave, mm -hmm. if you if money was not an option mm -hmm. and you could fly anywhere mm -hmm. tomorrow, mm -hmm. go on vacation, where would you go? Scandinavia. So I'm going to go with Sweden. Sweden. Mm -hmm. Why? So my people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just I've always wanted to visit up there. I mean, I've never left the country except well, no, Mexico. It's not true, but never left North America. Uh, Sweden just looks really beautiful. And my aunt was there taking pictures. She went on this, this, just her by herself. She stayed like right on some fjords and these little homes. And I just, oh, it was majestic. It was amazing. Oh, and cool. so my grandma's parents are from there. So, okay. Um, You're Swedish? Yeah. I'm 25% oh, yeah. Swedish. Man, I didn't know that about you. I know. That's why we're BFFs. Would you take Carla with you? Absolutely, I would take Caroline Landon. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And maybe stop at Ikea. No, <laughs> just because. Yeah. Just because, yeah. Just because. Um, you know, Cowboy Mike. Cowboy loves Mike. Loves Ikea. Sure does. Flip it around, reverse it. How about you, Josh? Tomorrow, money's not an object. Where would you guys go? Well, I'm not taking the kids on this one. Oh. This would be just Missy and I. Okay. And we have been talking about this forever. You know our love of eating. Mm. Your love of eating. My love of eating. <laughs> we want to go to Spain. Oh. And eat our way through Spain. I have heard Spain has some of the best food in the world. It's supposed to be beautiful. I love going to Europe. We've never been to Spain. That surprises and me. And I think it would be a lot of fun to uh, to go out there. Can I go instead of your kids? I'll bring you to Sweden with me. You'll have to convince Missy. Okay. <laughs> she loves me. She does. She does. Cool. I like it. Sweden and Spain. I mean, they can't be that far from each other. I mean, look on the globe. Yeah. I mean, it looks so close. <laughs> yeah. You have a globe sitting around here, by the way? Or... Oh, boy. Um, anything else we're missing today? I mean, you're Swedish. Yeah, big time Swedish. Well, hello there, friends. This is Dave. I am having a break here at the uh, FSR family room, and I'd like to come at you with a little correction from today's episode. So here's the thing, uh, Josh asked me where I would like to go visit if money was not an issue, and I mentioned Sweden. And while Sweden sounds like a lovely place, and while I do adore Swedish people, I'm not Swedish. I'm actually Norwegian. My aunt didn't visit Sweden, she visited Norway. My ancestors, Norwegian, I dropped the ball big time on that. Josh, I had to pick him off the floor. He was laughing so hard at me. So 
hey, I'm humbly coming to you with that correction. Not like any of you care, but look, man, I gotta admit to my mistakes. I'm Norwegian. And with that, enjoy the rest of the show. Dave relates to retirees. Yeah. Dave relates to retirees. Josh, why are you worried about this one? Well, because you kind of seem giddy about it since before we even started. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I made an effort to kind of go back to a very specific story instead of just rambling about you buying me stuff. So when you said annuities and how a lot of people hate them, mostly because they're just misunderstood or misused like in their portfolio. I thought about a time back in high school where our good friend, (laughs) Kevin Collins. Ooh, Kevin, we haven't talked about him before. Good Kevin. Yeah. Remember he texted us when we were at breakfast? Uh Yeah. So I've been thinking about him, but he would drive us around and we believe it was a Chevy blazer. He would, yeah, probably a Chevy blazer. He would drive and major Mark will correct us. Major Mark. Yeah. Major Tom. So Kevin would be driving and it'd be me and Vince in the car. And I guess you said you'd remember some of these times. A couple times. Not yeah. as often as you guys would go. Sure, sure. So we called these the drive-through shenanigans. Kevin would pull up to a fast food restaurant. Wendy's was one of our favorites. And he would order. But he wouldn't just order normally. He would say something like, hey, yeah, can we get uh, four bacon cheeseburgers, three schnorbornas, and then two milkshakes, Right. And they'd be like, I'm sorry, what was the second thing? He'd be like, oh, we just need three Schnurmornas and then a couple of milkshakes. And there would always be a pause. And he and I would always be sitting behind him and the veins on his neck were popping because he'd be holding in his laughter. We would all be like hands on our mouth. We thought we were the funniest people ever. Yeah, he would just order Schnurmornas bars and they, nobody would understand what he's talking about. He was always just misunderstood. That's just kind of what, what I thought. So in this particular example, Josh, the sweet, innocent, Wendy's employees who misheard and misunderstood Kevin were like a lot of us out there who we hear the word annuities <laughs> and we're like, what the heck's an annuity? I don't want that in my portfolio. They they hear annuity. They might as well be hearing from Guadalajara. They don't know. They don't know what it is. Now, I'm not. I'm definitely not saying that you are responsible for that confusion, but you have this deep – see, you're starting to think about your full house moment here, and I love it. Um but Josh, you are here to help clear up the misunderstandings that are annuities. I'm pretty sure I just nailed it. So <laughs> instead of a mic drop, I'm going to get a pen drop. Um, I just got a pen in my pants. I got to wash them now. <laughs> it's, it's that one time a year. One time. <laughs> um, so first off. First off, when we go for lunch later, can we get some shenanigans? <laughs> you know, you worked in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. How mad would you be? <laughs> If Kevin came in and did that to you, <laughs> I would lo- I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Um, but n- no, if I took my job too seriously, I'd be furious. Yes. Yeah. It, and I understand why people who work in the service industry hate the public <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because of Kevin. Oh, sure. So just get a mental image of his veins popping <laughs> like he was trying so hard. Not to. Oh, it's so good. When you think about it, it's truly innocent. As it comes in there, you know, there was nothing bad that happened there, but it, it, I, I do see why they would dislike that. Now, unlike the annuities that I think are misunderstood because people aren't taking the time to truly understand how they fit into their situation, Kevin was intentionally misleading these people. I see where I'm going with this. So there's a little bit of a divergence there. 
But then I got back into, I was thinking about why I talked about one of those issues was the misleading sales practices. Kevin was kind of using misleading sales practices against these poor, innocent Wendy's drive-thru workers. When they took a step back and they could still dislike Kevin because of him being a high school-aged uh, little punk. Yeah. But in the long run, they probably got a smile out of it, I would think. I don't know about that. But as you look at the innocence as it comes into play, I hope that Wendy's drive through person eventually got to smile or at least roll their eyes at it. There is some misunderstanding there. And I feel like I should tie this together a little bit better somehow. I'm trying to see where I should go with this. I think it's pretty good. I think they ended up having the last laugh because all things being equal, Kevin did have nipple rings in high school. So <laughs> <laughs> they did win that one. <laughs> What's that? I mean, it's true. It's a fact. <laughs> I, I, feel, I, feel like I, I feel like this full house moment didn't connect the way it should have. No, because I think when I so eloquently tie things together for you, you don't, you don't have much work to do. I, I mean, I should have just shut up and just said, Dave's pen drop worked. Yep. Or maybe we have Kevin on the show to, to explain his side of the story. Will we understand him? Sure. Yeah. He's so much more mature now. He's one of those guys that you look back and he's super successful right now. You go, man, how is he successful? <laughs> it's but it's, it, you know. Yeah. Annuities part one. Annuities part two, we have people outside waiting to hear what you have to say about um, annuities on the next episode. I hope, Dave, it goes over as well, you, as, well as you think it will. I think it's going to go over great. And hey, if not, we can always go mess with some employees at the Wendy's down the street. Yeah, order some sh- <laughs> Try it. I want you to try it. No. Have your hand at it. No? No, you and I were much more innocent. Do you remember our wave to the mailman game or the wave to strangers game? But we would honk first. We'd honk first and we would wave. Yep. Uh, with a friendly, smiley wave. And we just wanted to see if people would wave back to us. And we kept tally. Yeah, absolutely. And we said, who would always wave back? Mailmen. Mm-hmm. Oh, mailmen. Mailmen would always wave back to us. Yeah. Um I felt like that was more innocent than Schnumeluva. Yeah, that wasn't could that be. innocent. It was still innocent, but still good times. All right, that's um, you know what. Let's get going here because we need to uh, start planning for the next episode, Josh. So, um, with on, that, David, on behalf of Cowboy Mike, who could not be with us today, bye. Schnumeluva. Hashtag Caxnerd. FSR Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor located in Elmhurst, Illinois. Information and opinions contained in this audio have been arrived at by FSR Wealth Advisors. All information herein is for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment advice. It does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to purchase any security. FSR is not providing legal, tax, accounting, or financial planning advice in this audio. These views are as of the date of its publication and are subject to change.